Welcome to OOD Works, the podcast, a show about unique individuals and the services provided by Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities, the state agency that helps individuals with disabilities find a job and be more independent. Here's your host, Kim Jump. In this episode of OOD Works podcast, I'm so excited to introduce you to Troy Hammond. He is a celebrity right here from Ohio. He is the only countrywide touring blind comedian in America. He's performed in 32 states, featured in Reader's Digest, and he's worked with some of comedy's best, including Dave Chappelle, Drew Carey, and most recently, Troy plays the character of Blind Billy in Welcome to Flatch. That's a docu-comedy that's brand new. It's on Fox and Hulu, and it kicked off in March of 2022. And it's described like this. When documentary crew sets out to explore the lives of residents in a small American town in Ohio, their dreams, their concerns, they stumble upon the Midwestern town of Flatch, which is made up of eccentric personalities. It's a place you want to visit and maybe even stay, if there was a decent motel, which there is not. So, Troy, I'm loving Welcome to Flatch, and I'm loving this opportunity to talk to you today. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah. So, I mean, this is so exciting that you're in this new show, which is hilarious. I mean, everybody from Ohio needs to watch it because it's so relatable. Yeah, Flatch, Ohio is a fictitious town in Ohio next to the fictitious town of Boston. And uh, it's the show's based on the BBC series This Country. And that was going to be the original name. And then they changed it to Welcome to Flatch just to be able to, I think, draw in more of the American sensibilities. And it's uh, produced by the people who uh, produced The Office and Sex in the City. And uh, I don't know. I'm very optimistic about it myself. I Even if I weren't part of the cast, I definitely would check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's just yeah. weird people in situations, a lot of, you know, those nice people who live down the street that you hope don't know exactly where you live. <laughs> right, right. And they just, I know for me, the characters, you know, Big Mandy, there's Shrub, there's Kelly, Father Joe, they remind me of people I actually know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what producers were going for. And uh, they I don't know exactly where uh, I know in the British version of this country, there's an episode where the British big Mandy is complaining because a blind man cut her fingers when she uh, punched him in the face and his glasses broke. <laughs> oh, geez. That's her way of looking at the situation. And I think from that one little scene, they decided what if big Mandy actually had a blind nemesis. And that's how I, believe my character came into play and uh, around Thanksgiving last year I just got a call out of the blue a lady I'd never spoken to before said that she was calling on behalf of Paul Feig and Jenny Bix Paul Feig of course being from Freaks and Greek Geeks uh, Ghostbusters mm-hmm. the uh, 2016 version and uh, Bridesmaids and Jenny was one of the writers and produced Sex in the City and gave us the movie The Greatest Showman. So luckily DVS lets us know who the heck these people are in the credits. 
And when I heard the names, I knew who they were talking about. My first thought was, well, how do they know who I am? Yeah. How did they? How, how would they? And was it through your comedy? I, I, I have. Well, I, I know they were looking for someone with a background in comedy. And I believe I might be the only surviving touring blind comic in the U.S. at this time. There were uh, people like Alex Valdez years ago and a few others. But uh, it's. It's a rough life on the road, you know, finding a ride to the bus station, taking the bus to whatever city, finding your way to the hotel, doing whatever you need to do once you get there, et cetera. And uh, working for the folks at Welcome to Flats, they have a guy pick me up at my door, put me on my plane. They have another guy pick me up, take me off that plane, see if I need to go to the store, and then they take me to my hotel. That's awesome. For a 60-year-old newcomer, it's awesome. I have to say, <laughs> You're like pinch, pinching yourself after you know. I'm I'm gonna have to ask questions about it because you know, as a comedian navigating cities and hotels, especially before the technology was up to speed, to you know, make it easier on individuals who are blind. That that really is a a big change. <laughs> oh yeah, I well, I went to college pre ADA. So I'd already mm-hmm. learned, you know, that there are going to be obstacles out there. And you always hear people say, you need to overcome that disability. You need to overcome that disability. And nobody can. I mean, the only way to overcome total blindness is being able to see. Mm-hmm. But you can adapt. adapt. You can make the most mm-hmm. situation and you can do your best. And that's all I've ever, you know, really done out there. And it's kind of worked out. I just I'm, I'm too busy to care about what the problems are going to be. I look at what the outcome could be if I just keep moving forward. Yeah, I love that attitude. Well, and obviously you've been adapting. I mean, to be on the road for so long as a comedian and and doing that, you've I think you've proved proven your ability to adapt. <laughs> yep, I, yeah, I I I'm like Gumby. I bend to the situation. <laughs> well, well, tell me more, you know, uh, about Flatch and what 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 it was like when you're actually, you know, working on set with the with the folks who are putting it together. Oh, it, it was great. I mean, I was a little starstruck the first day because there's Jenny Bix, the lady from Sex in the City, and of course, the first thing I say to her is, "Hey, if you keep me in for season two, there's a foot rub in it for you." And then I realized what I. <laughs> and i don't know if that helps we will find out if there is a season two and uh sean william scott is great because sean uh one of his first acting uh gigs was on a tv series in the 90s unhappily ever after it was a show about a horse couple and a talking uh stuffed bunny and my friend Stephanie Hodge was the lead on that show, and it was his first gig. So we've known a few of the same people over the years. So the first time we met, I shook his hand, and I told him that Stephanie Hodge sent a kiss. And he said, well, I'd rather you didn't give it to me, buddy. And then he stopped and said, Stephanie Hodge? You mean with Mr. Fluffy? And we both started laughing. And the rest of the day, we were uh, improving and cutting up on set. And uh, I don't know. It's uh, you when you see the scenes with me and Father Joe. We we had a great day doing those. 
But I uh, can't everybody, wait. <laughs> everybody in the show is great. Aya Cash was the first person I met, which was quite exciting for me because I just caught the boys on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And the moment they said, and then you're going to, well, when you see episode six, you'll know what I had to do. And all I could think is, oh, my gosh, I have to do a scene with Stormfront. And uh, <laughs> it, it's uh, when you're used to just being a nightclub comic who knows this celebrity from here, that celebrity from there, and you're not used to series TV, there's a lot of structure, but everybody is on the same team. They're on the same page, and we're all working for the same thing. Mm-hmm. And if I needed a hand somewhere, someone would uh, offer an elbow. And, uh, I mean, I was, I felt a little hillbilly when I showed up and was excited about my trailer. <laughs> and the funniest part was like halfway through, well, halfway through the day, I asked somebody, could you help me to the men's room, please? And the guy said, sure, no problem. He showed me where the door was. I did what I needed to do, came back. And when I got back to my trailer to change back into my everyday clothes, I realized that the mirror I had been leaning against next to my fridge was the door to my bathroom. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, it would have been nice to have that pointed out maybe by someone. (laughs) I've I've run around with carnival and circus folks and never felt so green. Uh, well, I love that there's a camaraderie there. It sounds like sounds like a fun place to work and and a team environment, really. Oh yeah. Well, when we get our scripts and we do the table read, a lot of people are having trouble not laughing, and uh, some of the people are just. I mean, it's a great cast. The casting yeah. is amazing. You know, Sam Straley, Chelsea Holmes, uh, William Tukarski, uh Crystal Smith is Big Mandy. They're all, they're all perfect for their parts. They were well chosen, and uh, basically, they took a blind guy in, the, in a Hawaiian shirt off the streets, and they turned him into a blind guy in a Hawaiian shirt owned by the studio. <laughs> well, I, I want to talk about your character for a minute. So, you you first appear in episode six. I'm not I'm not there yet, and it's, it's not actually at the time of this recording isn't available to me. But I want to hear a little bit about without you know giving away too much. Tell us a little bit about that character of Blind Billy, and you know do you do you feel like you relate to this character? I've known guys like him, but. I don't find myself like him. Billy's always looking for an angle, always looking for some kind of advantage. He doesn't use his blindness, but he mocks people with it occasionally. Mm-hmm. You know, like the heightened senses myth. You know, he it, it's obvious that he doesn't believe it. It's not true, but it's fun to throw at somebody when you're trying to shame them. Okay. And he's just, he's not the, I mean, the standard characters on most shows you know, when they have a visually impaired character, they always try to make them an inspiration. And they always try to make them, you know, they're either a little too good, a little too passive, a little too peaceful, or in some cases, we've seen characters who are a little too bitter. They, you know, blame the world for problems that have nothing to really do with the blindness, but because that's the first thing society sees, that's what they think. Mm -hmm. And we've been We've been fed these since, uh, well, 
I, I did some research, and the first time a person felt a person's face that I can find on record is a Lillian Gish movie about the French Revolution from 1921. Hmm. Uh, the movie, Lillian Gish played a blind girl, and she touches her sister's face and recognizes her because for some reason the voice didn't do it. I don't know. But uh, but there's there are so many stereotypes that have been created over the years that just getting to play a character like this it kind of makes me hope I get to bash a couple of them down yeah so you really feel like blind Billy is is different from those kind of stereotypical blind character roles there's no there's no warm fuzzies with blind Billy and he uh well I won't give away too much but he's probably worked for almost every business in the town Okay. Up until they got sick of his 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 uh, business, because he uh, he's an opportunist. Mm-hmm. He well, Big Mandy is the town bully, and Billy is the one person who is not afraid of her. Everybody else kind of backs down when Mandy says or does something, but Billy is the first person to say, "Wait, that's not right," mm-hmm. or make fun of her. But uh, I think. Uh, I think that people will enjoy it. It's, yeah. it's different. Yeah. Well, I can't. I can't I wait to see the two two characters together because, uh, yeah, Big Mandy is hilarious. Oh yeah, <laughs> they they originally had more stuff for us to do, but due to editing, so they can make room for commercials. Not everything made it, but sure. uh, yeah, season or episode one. I'm uh, not the one. What am I saying? I'm sorry if you. If you can't hear in the background, my phone is telling me that somebody called me during an interview because uh, telemarketers just don't care. <laughs> no worries. But, uh, but yeah, Billy is, uh, he's, he's, he doesn't take it off of Mandy, and Mandy's not used to that. Mandy does not like that. And that's why I think in season two, we will see more conflict between the two of them. That's going to be fun. I will certainly keep my fingers crossed for season two, three, four. Um, I love it. I think it's great. So, Troy, tell me about, you know, I know you've also, in addition to, you know, the comedy circuit, you've also done work as a motivational speaker. You've done some animated voicing and and you've been a radio DJ. Tell tell us a little bit about uh, those efforts. Well, the DJing was in college at Ohio University, and uh, I was not very good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, that's one of the things people are always afraid of. I'm I'm always willing to try something new because you don't learn what you are capable of until you try it, and you also don't learn what your limitations might really be. Mm-hmm. I would rather fail and learn something than not have tried, and... Uh, I did uh, an oldies show for a year in college, and then uh, after that, uh, when was that? 1996 or seven? I did a voice for a thing called Kids Time TV. It was like nonviolent children's programming mm-hmm. in a two-hour with shows like the New Zoo Review and the Elephant Show. And I was a clock, and I talked like this, and I was, oh, I can't do it now. Twenty. <laughs> 20 years of hard living has caught up to me. <laughs> the other 40 years I was just posting. 
<laughs> oh man. But uh, I did that for a couple of years and then they, uh, I don't think their ratings were very good. <laughs> and, uh, then I traveled throughout and as, as of, uh, this year I have, uh, done comedy in 35 states 35 states i stand corrected and, wow uh, I, uh, and uh well and then came covid so yeah that was an interesting year and, yeah tell uh, us about that how did you know were you able to take some of um your performing online or what was it like for you i need the audience in the room with me i the remote shows. I know people who did them, but personally, I think part of the fun of a live show is being there where you know the performer is in the same room as you. Yeah. And uh, my gosh, I'm not cracking wise a lot today, am I? It's mostly philosophical. <laughs> it's <That's> okay. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, just uh, I don't know. And that's that's the thing that I miss. The mo- well, okay, that and the money. Uh, the <laughs> traveling that. around, meeting people, you know, getting to share ideas and have people react in different ways. Because in different parts of the country, different people react uh, to different types of jokes. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the show, I realized, oh, my gosh, these people hate me. So I started doing a friend's act, which was quite blue. And by the end of the evening, people were buying me uh, drinks and patting me on the back and giving hugs and buying my T-shirts, which you can find at TroyHammond.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of proud of those. Those those helped make a few house payments back in the day. Yeah, I would definitely encourage people. That's They can f- find where you're at on social media, find what you're up to. So definitely check out TroyHammond.com. Yeah. And we'll put that in the show notes. I know that back in 2010, you had connected with our agency. We were under a different name back then, but our Bureau of Services for the Visually Impaired. And you had a counselor. She's she's actually not with us anymore, but stays in touch from Florida. Yeah. Um, Lise Sievers. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about um, how you got connected with the agency and kind of this, you know, about the services that you received. Well, back in the early 80s, when I went to OU, I went to BSVI uh, in search of assistance. And the most they could do for me at the time was to help me uh, try to find copies of my books, either on tape or in Braille, and give me so many hours per uh, college quarter of uh, paid readers, which helped out a lot. But uh, as of uh, 2010 with my work people weren't taking phone calls anymore nobody was writing letters and everything i had done mm-hmm. up to that point was through the mail and through yeah. telephone conversations and now that it was all online i was i was floundering trying to you know keep enough work to stay afloat and i contacted lease and we had a meeting and uh I explained, you know, this is how much I made in this year. This is how much I made in this year. And this is how much I made this year. And um, a group of us sat and we talked about it. And uh, Lise arranged for someone to help me build a website and also uh, got me involved in uh, 
computer classes at uh, functional training services. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a six-week course. I was done a little early just because when you're in your mid-40s and you take a class, you understand the significance as opposed to when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. So I just tore through it. I was you know, pulling all-nighters just sitting with my laptop and learning routes to do things and trying new things and how to edit this and how to do that. And uh, within about, well, they gave me the training in 2011. Within about eight months, my work was picking back up. And then in June of 2012, a year after I had gotten out of my uh, computer courses, my uh, partner of 22 years passed away from apnea. I'm sorry. So that changed the course a little bit. And uh, I went through a lot of things through probate most people would never expect uh, to try to maintain my home. And uh, I'm happy to say I am sitting in the living room of the home I have owned for 25 years. Wonderful. I, I, I bought it at a county auction in 2017. Wow, good for you. So when you did the training, was Lisa able to also help with providing some technology for you to be able to use? Uh, Yes. That sort of Uh, thing? They they provided a sweet laptop. Wonderful. But I've had it. It it passed away after uh, being treated like a workhorse for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And. Um, thanks to Flatch, I have a, a new one that uh, somebody told me has even a better picture than the original. So, Great. not that that does anything for me, but they seem really keen on it. <laughs> well, that's I'm that that's wonderful, and I'm you know I'm really glad. It sounds like for you, you know, things were kind of coming to a head with you know the way things were time how times had been changing and. And where the technology could help you continue to thrive in, you know, your in your business, really. So that's I'm so glad that you you found her. So so you knew about the agency in the 80s and then reconnected again when you really needed it at that point. Uh, Yes, I I hadn't spoken to anyone. I was I was from pre ADA. So it was all new to me, the whole concept that, you know, no, we're going to help you. Excuse me, because I when I started in the first grade, it was 1968. And in the 60s, nearly three quarters of the disabled were not in the public school system. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it's it's always hard to explain to people if there's 20, 30 years difference between you, how much things do change yeah. over a very short period of time. And I mean, the opportunities today are so so much better than like in the 70s or 80s yeah and in, in the 90s i was busy just trying to build a career i wasn't even i hadn't even thought of anything like computer courses or anything like that and i was lucky enough that when i got my mobility instruction i had a very good teacher and uh i mean i well when you see on flash uh, one of those guys who's willing to run with a cane wow Nice. <laughs> That'll be fun to watch. I just, if, if I'm on the clock, I'll take risks. <laughs> you, you're willing to go for it. 
That is so that is so cool. Well, what I love uh, the second one. So I I I <laughs> it takes a lot to scare me away. I guess so. I, I mean, you seem you you definitely seem like you're willing to just go for it, which I think is so cool. Well, Troy, besides hoping for a, you know, continued seasons of Flash, what else is next for you? Well, I've got I'm scheduling some uh, comedy shows after uh, the network airs the episodes, which my episodes will be on the 21st and 28th of April. And uh, then in early May, I have a couple of things in Columbus, Ohio. I'm doing a benefit for the homeless, but I don't have any of the information on it because my computer is in the other room. That's all right. And we'll try and uh, add things to the show uh, notes. Yeah. Just go to TroyHammond.com. You might find out something. So a lot of good information there and a lot of fun pictures and audio and et cetera. Definitely check that out. This has been amazing. I'm glad Lisa's continues to be a fan of yours and that she reached out to let us know because I hadn't heard until um, I got an email forward from her, from uh, her friend Leslie, that's with our agency. And I thought, boy, this would be, this would just be so awesome to get to, to talk to, to you, Troy. So I, I very much appreciate your willingness and saying yes and for all of our listeners to be able to hear from you and and go visit your website and and support you with a, a t-shirt purchase and, or go to one oh of yeah man, tell about the t-shirt yeah. before oh, before we head out here because we're we're, yeah. we're talking we're talking about a t-shirt design on the radio basically so yeah describe uh, they're, the t-shirts are uh, 100% cotton black t-shirts with white puff paint on the front that says in braille and print, if you can read this, it's sexual harassment. And on the back of the shirt, it has a cartoon of a guide dog laughing next to an open manhole and the caption says Troy Hammond, the reality trip. <laughs> because it's really weak double entendre at the time and it went with the cartoon. I will be ordering mine. I'll I'll be careful where I wear it. Make oh, sure we'll that the company. You. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, this is great. Well, anything else that you would either want me to ask or that you would want to share? Oh no, I've shared too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are fun to talk to. I definitely want to come to one of your shows. Whenever you come to a show, you're with the band. So <laughs> cool. Forward to meet you in the real world. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much, Troy. I really appreciate the time today. Well, thank you. A transcript of today's episode is available at ood.ohio.gov forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review. We're on social media at Ohio OOD. Do you have a disability? Do you want a job? We can help. OODWorks.com.